This week I spent some time to work on a blog post about data products. And what I was trying to do is find a definition which works for me at the moment, how I would define data products. And unfortunately, the blog post is not ready yet. So I have, a, let's say, version 0.8 ready, and it needs some refinement until I will publish it on my blog. Uh, so I might not have a link already to the blog post in the show notes, but so I'm, I'm really sorry for that. But uh, the topic really is so present in my mind that I thought, okay, it totally makes sense to uh, record an episode about that. And so the reason for me is like, um, okay, why do I think about data products? And so, of course, so this podcast is uh, called Building Data Products. And um, until now, um, I just... Um, I just explain it in that way that I just built two data products. and I, So one is data task and the other one is mind the docs. And uh, so I just call them data products. And so I never really explained, okay, why I call them data products and so on. And so um, because of that and because I currently have um, a consulting client um, who I help to create internal data products, um, based on the stuff that they have done in the last two years, which in that moment are just just some scripts on on laptops. And so what we are doing right now is like, how can we evolve these scripts into data products? And during the research I did for for this project. Um, I came at the point to tell what are data products. And so I I used a, a little bit of trick um, when when I first talked about uh, the client in the initial presentation where I just, just showed some examples what a data product can be. So, for example, it can be a full-blown application. Uh, it can be a notification. It can be something invisible. So something that is just doing something that you don't really recognize, but you see that the results with the, with you with you are working with are much better uh, than before. So you don't really see the service. And of course, a dashboard is also a data product. And so um, I pointed this out as well. But I didn't really define uh, a data product. And so I thought maybe it makes sense to at least think a little bit about how I would define data products today. And for example, is there um, a difference between, um, for example, tools like databases or like tools like Fivetran or Stitch who help you to integrate data more easily into your data warehouse? Um, and so I sat down and wrote this post. And so I would like to share at least my thoughts a little bit with me. And so the definition I have right now for data products is data products are products that solves problems with data. And, well, yeah, it, it may, might sound a little bit simple and so on, but I have some stuff in there that's important for me. And so the first one is solve problems, and this is basically the major one. Um, 
But maybe let's start with the da with data part. So uh, okay, solve problems with data. Um, so in that case, I didn't want to really write big data, uh, but big data. <sighs> in the end how most people understand it would be a more precise term because in the end when I say with data I mean a bigger amount of data so of course like if I have a task list tool um, I solve a problem with data because like I put the task in it and task in the end is not nothing like data but so okay when I say with data I mean um, a huge amount of data that is in some way uh, for some use cases then aggregated and then just put into context and then derived stuff from it and so on. So um, this is the with data part. It, that's uh, I would say it's the easiest part. It's not I mean, yeah, maybe if I come up with a better uh, definition than big data um, yeah, then I might adapt the data term a little bit. So, okay, coming back to solve problems. And I think this is for me the major thing that I worked out for me. And what I see is like in the past when we had data setups, um, we worked usually in a way that we defined the solution already um, before we actually started. And so most data setups that I've been working on on so let's say bigger data setups it was like okay we need to be able to have this marketing reporting that includes all the different kind of data points not only from our web analytics um, platform but also from the back end from the crm system from external things and i don't know let's say 20 different sources and so in the end, it already defined we need this marketing reporting. So marketing reporting was already a solution and the solution was already in place. And then a lot of effort has been conducted to work against this solution. And so the funny thing about these kind of projects, which, yeah, I, I don't know if it's really funny, but in, in a way it's funny. So it's like these are depending on, on, let's say, on the complexity and of the different kind of sources. But let's assume you really have 10 to 15 sources you want to implement. And then maybe you want to add some, I don't know, attribution stuff in the modeling as well. So this is a project that easily can run six to eight months to, to do all this setup. And so you, there are different people working on it, investing a lot of time and a lot of their brains into to get everything working and so there are easy parts like integrating standard uh, advertisement platforms and there are hard parts like yeah modeling all this different stuff and come up with business rules how you want to model them and testing them out and so on so you invest a lot of time into it and then in the end you end up with a dashboard and this is for me so yes of course everyone is happy now okay say yeah well, look, now we have the marketing reporting that has everything in it. But in the end, I mean, it does not happen so often that people then really investigate how often and how intensive these kind of reports uh, are, are used then, for example, by the marketing team or by other teams to plan and to do stuff. But I guess one of the reasons why we don't really look so much into it is because it might be pretty disappointing. Because in the end, I guess, yeah, a dashboard is great, but it's not really something that a lot of people will use a lot. So, I mean, in the end, most of the dashboard then becomes some kind of 
stakeholder reporting and so the, the only thing that this dashboard will generate is like that some stakeholder will look on it and say hey yeah where is the summer campaign that we just launched ah look there it is ah okay why is it lower like this so yes it might derive a little bit of let's say stuff from it but it's so few when you compare it to the effort that gone into uh, creating this whole stack to support this dashboard and so of course then you can say yeah but all the work that you have done is a lot of foundational work so then it's much easier to extend it to other dashboards well yeah maybe um, and so the problem I always thought was like um, in data s uh, setups we usually really like we, we take the we we've we basically define the solution when we say, okay, we want to have a dashboard, we want to have a report or something like that. So we said, um, okay, we don't really care about what the problem is, but we already know the solution. And the thing is like data, everyone yeah, says, okay, it's a dashboard. And so I think for me, like solve the problem is changing this a little bit. And I come from a product management background. And so in product management, yeah, sometimes some product manager has al also have the tendency to think too much in solutions, but you can definitely say that um, in like in in broader terms in product management, this aspect that you work from the problem to the solution is really becoming common sense and a common approach. So if you, for example, if you're someone who's uh, interested or is really into or believing in the jobs to be done model, then this is the core thing. So in the end, you define the problem uh, that this uh, team or this person have. And so, and then, then you, you look for solutions that, um, that they can choose to get the job done. And this changes a lot. So because um, if you invest a decent amount of time into finding and defining the problem and then go open-minded into the process to find solutions for this problem, it's quite likely that you will not end up with a dashboard. So, for example, you, you, you can have the situation that Okay, so the marketing team tells you, yeah, we need this marketing reporting. And then um, you you sit down with them and then you do some proper product interviews. So you ask, okay, why do you need this kind of reporting? And then they say, yeah, well, um, I need to see the campaigns um, that might um, perform lower than the planning I, I'm doing right now. Because I want to be aware of that because then I maybe have to shift budgets and so on. So... This is a starting point. This is not a full product interview, but usually it takes one or two hours to really dive deep. So to really go into their process, how they usually, um, for example, manage their campaigns, how they recognize the campaigns that they need to work on, what are the steps that they do when they work on it. And so you, you basically try to get as much clear picture about the process um, they, they, they work with and so what are the different kind of steps and you really want to watch out for these frustrational uh, moments and so this is like the this is mostly jobs to be done theory where you really conduct these interviews and you look for these um, either social or emotional triggers so 
usually in my experience like in the interviews you the cool thing is like you of course you recognize it pretty easily it's like always when the people arouse and they so when they really get ex uh, excited or most of the time frustrated um, these are the points you're looking for and then the end I don't know maybe let, let's you collect uh, four or five um, of these frustrational items and these are like these are the sweet spots you're looking for so because then you can just work out or you can maybe better define these frustrational elements and then you can you can think about okay what can we build to make this problem a bit easier maybe a bit a bit better so maybe you can even get rid of it totally and um, and these kind of solutions are then your MVPs you're working against and then these are the things that you build as a data product so you have the problem and then you define a data product that could be a solution for this kind of problem and but you maybe concept them as a first MVP so you, you don't put I don't know six months into it so maybe I don't know six weeks or eight weeks to build the first version of it maybe the first version is just a script on your notebook uh, or a notebook uh, Jupyter notebook for example on your notebook that that solves it and so you, then you sit down and you can see okay does it solve the problem or does it in, uh, improve and then you iterate and move on move on move on and so the interesting thing is like maybe in that case I just described you will most likely not end up with a dashboard in the first instance so most likely maybe you just will end up with um, some kind of monitoring and some kind of alerting when campaigns are performing very poorly against uh, forecasts for example so you just people just receive in the morning uh, a quick summary email with the items they should look into the day so maybe even like with with recommendations so like oh well look this one maybe really needs some kind of budget shift for example and the interesting thing is like this helps a lot more to solve that problem like when they just have a dashboard because in the dashboard well of course yeah they have a date they have i think it improves a little bit so they have one place where they can look if some campaigns are off but they still have to do it on the daily base they have to remind themselves they have to do it they have to understand it and blah 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 so a lot of stuff and so and it's much easier to build a much simpler solution which even better solves the problem and this is like the thing that has changed for me like when we look at data products today is the solving problem part and it's not something really like fantastic new because in the end as i already said like when we develop normal products <laughs> which is also hard to distinguish so uh, when we have this um uh, let's say not data products but i don't know a task list or so on so we do the same approach so we basically try to identify the problems uh, that people are facing and then what we can provide as potential solutions to uh, to help them to get around these kind of problem or to minimize it or whatever and we now just apply this to to data setups and but the, the, the cool part about this is like it will open up a universe of things that we might not have thought about so it can create products of different kind of shapes so yeah it can be the fancy ones like maybe a chatbot that is uh, giving you some some data back or i don't know um i guess a lot of stuff will really just be automation things so 
the, the invisible, invisible ones that I just mentioned. So the ones that you don't really recognize. Um, I guess a lot of data products will end up like this, and this is great. So honestly, I'm a huge fan of invisible products uh, because, yeah, this is this is the magic we can do because you you, you just don't see it. It just makes stuff better. And um, and also I can imagine that like uh, we will see a lot of data products that are basically APIs, so um, or webhooks or um, an event stream or so on. So, but just enhanced with the kind of data that we have. But still, it's a data product that can then maybe reuse within the data product, or maybe like by the software developers uh, in your company that can that just hook into uh, into this kind of data stream. And can pull stuff uh, for for them out of it, and so this is the, this is the part that I find really cool because in the end it opens up the universe of different kind of opportunities, and it opens up a totally different perspective for data teams because data teams often end up in a position in situations where yeah what are they doing they are just working on these pipelines and they become what i usually call like the reporting factory and they it's frustrating because they always think okay we don't really create value here so of course yeah we give you the dashboard but everyone in the data team knows that you look at the dashboard once and maybe twice and that's it so of course it's frustrating but but turning it into into this product perspective um, it makes data teams um, as makers and really like as as create as a creative uh, part, and it will in the end create things that will create a lot more value. And I mean, everyone wants to work on stuff that creates value. So everything else is, yeah, I don't know. You don't need it. You can just automate it. And so I think this is a major shift that we will see. And it, I think it's a will be a big how to say it will be a big change for data teams if this becomes more and more common but it will be a good shift so I'm really really seeing a much better future for everyone uh, of us uh, in the data field and so yeah so this these were my thoughts about like how to define uh, a data product um, maybe you like it uh, maybe you find it confusing I don't know I hope not but uh, so let's see you and let's hear you in the next episode